0: Hello everyone, thank you so much for waiting around, Uh, welcome to our Senior Grand Prix Final Recap. Today we are very excited to be joined by 2007 Junior Grand Prix Final Champion, two-time Olympian and the first U.S. woman to land a triple axel in an Olympic competition, Mariana Gaslu. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you for the throwback of the 2007 final.
2: You know, we're going to talk about the Grand Prix final. And so, you know, that's the that's the, the one of your relevant, <laughs> relevant criteria. So. It's true. I never made it to the, the senior final, unfortunately. <laughs> Despite a whole bunch of Grand Prix medals, I was looking back. It was a shame they never made it to the to the final. But we're excited to have you here. Thank you. And you were saying before that the Grand Prix, when you did the Junior Grand Prix, it was the final was a separate event. So you didn't get to have it at the same time as the seniors.
1: Yes, it was the last one. It was like the announcement of the banquet. They were like, this is actually the last Junior Grand Prix final. That's so low. And I was like, cool, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It just felt like another competition. So I think it's a really good experience for the juniors who are in an arena because the arena really changes, you know, the vibe of being at an event. In an arena, I was always like, oh, my gosh, this is the big league. So it's good practice for them.
2: And hopefully getting a good audience, too. Like, it seemed like there was a decent number of people there this week, even for the juniors, too, that um, like so many of the Junior Grand Prix events, there's like there aren't many people like I remember the one that I've been to was in Lake Placid where um, it was in the big Olympic arena but I think the only people in the audience were the other team like other athletes there was no one there it was very strange.
1: Uh, I think it's because it's so hard to access Lake Placid because of the long drive and the lack of reception on the way up there but I actually did my first JGP at Lake Placid and I also remember thinking the same thing like wow like these JGps are made to be such a big deal and they are. but in my experience when I was like skating to literally no one and I just seeing the red seats of Lake Placid, I remember thinking, huh, there are less people here than the local competitions. And I really think it's because Lake Placid is kind of hidden in the hidden away and you have to really go uh, out of your way to access it. Uh, but I wanted to bring up the fact that, I think it's really uh, amazing again, because the juniors get experience and, um, I'm biased. I, (laughs) um, skating is a huge commitment, not just to like participate in, but also to watch with the way the system is currently set up. And so, uh, the six people in the competition for a free skate, I feel like that's a Great amount for my attention span, my limited attention span. And so I think it's nice that the juniors and the seniors are combined. So you can like step into the arena and feel the glare of the blinding lights for the six skaters, then step back out and then come back in. And there's enough of a roster where you're getting your fill of skating. Whereas if you 20 skaters is great, like if I were part of the pool, I would want to be part of that 20. But as a viewer, it definitely does become a huge commitment when you're waiting through the the judging, the six minute warm up, all of that like adds up. So I think that this the way that they've organized this event is brilliant. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think it's really nice for that. And um, I also thought it was really interesting getting to watch um, because I didn't watch um, I think almost none of it live. Um, I was sort of skipping around, and so I went from watching the junior pairs to the senior pairs, and then from watching senior ice dance to junior ice dance. And it was really interesting seeing, you know, that way you could really get a sense of like, oh, okay, so some of these teams, you know, feel like they're at the senior level, and some of them really still feel like they're juniors. And it was interesting seeing that, like, you don't normally get to see them back to back in that kind of way either.
1: Um, That is so interesting that you bring that up, because one of my biggest points watching the senior women's short program was that you can really tell the difference between the skaters who are in their first year as a senior level skater and then the skaters who have experience. And I feel like when I was competing, not to keep inserting myself, but I felt like experience was often used against me. But I wanted, I almost wanted, I I like was like yes, and standing up on my feet because. I love that I was seeing this experience as an advantage. And I think that as a novice and a junior skater, you have so many elements that you need to perform in a short amount of time. And and with their stamina and with their ability to just kind of skate through everything, like they take no breaks. I think that they were... Some of the like uh, skaters like um, Rian Sumiyoshi, Nina uh, Pinzerone and Hana Yoshida, I like their skating, but I was like, wow, Like, I wish you would take a break for a hot second. Because in their short program, I was like, oh, I love Kuku Fan, but she took no breaks. And I was like, wow, there's so much in this program that I can't even focus on. I I like usually like to watch a program and say like, oh, that was a level four. Oh, that was that. But like there was so much going on that I was just like, wow, I think you just need to take a breath in this program. And I think that is something that comes with time and with experience. And then watching like Kaori Sakamoto, I was like, oh, like you are feeling this music. And I think that was where the differences came out.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's like a great a great segue to look, talking about <laughs> the the <laughs> winners for the um, the senior women, Kaori Sakamoto um, really convincingly won gold, Luna Hendrix silver and Hana Yoshida was bronze. Um, and I think this was like exactly the the two most experienced competitors really were able to show that um and I feel like for Kauri especially like she could even if she made a mistake she was able to come right back and the fact that she can do um like emergency triple triples in the like last jumps of her program just is it's so impressive and um it makes her such a strong competitor because for some people it would be super risky to put all of your combinations at the end but for her it's like oh no she'll she'll throw an emergency triple toe onto whatever she has to and so it was really cool to see um I think it matches the program so well also that like as it builds she She gets to kind of take those breaks in the beginning almost and like have like nice long running edges out of her jumps when it's the slower music. And then when it's more like boom, 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 then it's really um, put those combinations in. So I've said this before, but I think that the composition of the program and her like competitive strategy go really well together.
1: What is your perspective on both of her programs this season?
3: I quite like them. I think it pushes her in a new direction and I think it's um, already looking really good and she's looking really comfortable in it and um, especially the short program is kind of something that we haven't really seen from her at least in the past few seasons and I think that that's working well.
1: Unpopular opinion. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, From me, I... I do appreciate that she's going out of her comfort zone and exploring new aspects to her skating. And so I have huge respect and I applaud that so much. But I definitely miss that like powerful music, that like warrior vibe. And I hope, I mean, this is an Olympic season, so I hope she really brings it back. And I I love that she's, Exploring different choreographers and really pushing the envelope, and kind of increasing her portfolio of music choices that she can skate to. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I hope she kind of brings back that Matrix vibe and like is slicing the judges, um, you know, giving them a like little (gasps) hiccup of surprise as that leg
3: oh not that unpopular yeah not that unpopular in opinion (laughs) I
1: appreciate that and then yeah her free skate every time I hear feeling good I'm just like oh so overused and there are parts of that that program that I'm like wow I can tell I believe Marie France choreographed it right Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell that she has like added qualities to Kauri's program with that like I can't remember what jump she does but the the singer is like oh and she's like oh and I really like that but at the same time I just have a bias against feeling good at this point in my skating that I'm like oh I wish it was and it's not a it's not a bad version so I'm just like
2: I wish she chose the, uh, a different final song. I feel like there are other things that would have had the same vibe because I love The Wild is the Wind and that's not a commonly used piece. And I thought it's it's such a nice piece, but um, it was interesting seeing her skating live and I'm looking forward to um, hopefully being able to see her at Worlds because I saw her at Autumn Classic, which is like, you know, these were new programs then. And so I'm interested to see it um again later but i feel like she's a skater that i really want to watch live as well because um the especially with the short program the sort of the contrast between the speed and the power that she has and the soft music felt really effective in person because often skaters who it's like you match like a powerful skater with powerful music and a like softer more gentle skater with softer more gentle music but i thought it was really interesting to see you know it's almost like you put putting putting cowrie to like my mahara's music but it, it somehow it lets you kind of appreciate her speed in a way i don't it um i liked it when i a lot when i saw it live much more than i thought i was going to based on when i had just heard the music um, but maybe that's just because she's so impressive in seeing her live that that just sort of through me but I also hope that she has some music that lets her um put some of her like fun personality out I think it would be really interesting to see her do a short program that was like um like she has such a nice smile and she seems like she's always like laughing and having fun and like when she's not skating that uh, or she's not you know performing that it would be interesting to see like I wonder what putting that into her competitive program might be.
1: I have very few bad things to say about Kari besides my very biased opinion towards her music. But uh, I wrote down some of my notes from the short program and just in general was uh, triple flip, triple toe, wow, effortless. And I would also really love... Uh, Just to see some floating videos of her trying triple axles because her double axle is so big that I'm like, wow, like, what is the reason for not attempting one? But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, if you're getting plus fours and fives on your double axle, you don't need a triple. But for just my selfish social media purposes, I would like to see that triple axel on the internet, like the attempt.
2: Yeah. I know she was working on it at one point, yeah. I think. Um, and, you know, I think like, I really appreciate that we're getting to see her thriving without needing to do that. Cause it's really great to see her having like clean programs and being so strong, but she is a skater that I feel like could, um, could do it and, I mean, honestly, I would be really interested to see if she's ever tried doing a quad because I could imagine her being a skater who could do a quad toe um, if she, you know, if she trained it. But again, it's like whether she prioritizes that or other things.
1: She said it's hurting her, but trained it a couple years ago. I think that Mm -hmm. I think that it's um, really easy to forget that when you're training a program, you spend time on the program, the stamina. And so a lot of times you just run out of time to work on. Um, at my ring, we call them chumps, challenge jumps, <laughs> And <laughs> that. a part of, part of training is that like, I think I, I think watching the men, especially you, you felt like there, it was, It seemed like it was an injury ridden field. And so like part of the quest, I guess, is like how do you how do you fortify your kind of plan so that you are able to abstain from injury because injury makes everything that much more difficult. It causes a toll to the mental training and it's not like you can go up to the judges and be like, I'm injured can I please have like a, uh, like um, extra time or something, you know, you don't get to do that. And so I think it's definitely, you don't, you don't get to like, yeah. Like I feel like at other performances, like when you go to the theater, you get a booklet of like, what's going on, what the, what the um, kind of, the play by play is going to be and you don't do that in competition. And so I think that, I think she's playing it really intelligently. I mean, she's setting up herself up for success. And I think I read somewhere a stat that she's like, one, th- the Olympics is like the one competition before like what's considered a grand slam. And she wins everything. And um, I think currently she's on that track, which I'm like, wow, I, d- I can't even consider the pressure of, just continuing that upward trajectory but if there's anyone who can do it kari sakamoto seems like she's the one she seems very um she just seems to have like a great personality and great vibe and so i'm i mean like i want to see a great competition at the olympics but i'm definitely rooting for her
2: yeah and she said back um like back at autumn classic she said that she was really trying to push herself artistically. And it was like, okay, if she didn't get great scores, like she she was basically saying like, I don't need to win everything between now and the Olympics. Like, I want to try different things and figure out what's going to be the strongest for me. So that when I am picking my Olympic programs, I feel like, I think she said, like she had like many drawers to like, to pull from, like figuring that there would be some kind of, um, you know, really know what her strengths are having tried it, even if she ends up going back to the same kind of thing. Um, But it was sort of funny thinking that she was like, well, you know, it's okay. I don't need to win everything. But then she kind of has been winning everything, even with that attitude. Totally. Should we move on to talking about Luna Hendricks? Yeah.
1: Um, I love her technique. Every time I see her triple-triple, I'm like, wow, like, I feel like it's one of the most reliable in the field right now. and. I never was able to do any jumps with my arms above my head so to see how she is able to stay so aligned over her right side with her arms up always impresses me. My one thing that I don't always like about her skating is her lack of turnout. Like even on her layback her leg is like pinned straight and I'm like, "Oh, a little a little attitude would be nice in there," but she more than makes up for it in her skating. And With the abundance of kind of dainty, delicate, that kind of mix between orchestra, like violin and piano that kind of infiltrates the entire skating field, I did really appreciate her uh, contemporary music choices. Was it Beyonce and Madonna and a little club music? And then my favorite part about her free skate, because she was definitely shaky in that, was um, the end where the judge is smiling. Because <laughs> I feel like for the most part, judges are told to be very neutral. And so you have these skaters who are performing their hearts out and then they're, they're like very stoic in their stance. And so to see a judge kind of smile at the end, I was like, oh, they're human too. That's really nice. Yeah, I like that. And do you guys know
3: if she's injured or what's the 411 on her? I think she said she was injured. I don't remember the exact context.
0: I think she injured herself maybe the week before working on a jump. And I think she had a back tape top um during the yeah. competition.
3: She looked
2: a little just she looked a little stiffer and um which would make sense with that and just like she didn't quite have that sense of confidence um i feel like that was what really impressed me seeing her at skate america was that she just came in like she just expected like that she was gonna land every jump and you she just had that um the attitude and works that confidence and the confidence worked so well with the music and it just it really lifted her um and that some of that was lacking here but again, with injury, that would make sense. Um, and that she was able to still do as well as she did and do enough is still um, good under those circumstances.
1: Yeah, everything was shaky in the short program, like shaky flip, the double axle, even shaky camel spin. But then she pulled out her triple triple. And I was like, of course, that is the one element that looks so good and so secure and. And I mean, she, they always say like, I'll never forget. I think it was Sasha Cohen's quote that you can't win with a short, but you can definitely lose with one. And, and she used that short program to her full advantage. And I mean, as a competitor, you're not really like, you're in the moment you're, but I you can just see that like she just like zones in and she's like, keep my check strong and up. And, and so like, even in the free skate where, you know, it was similar to the short program where most of her elements were a little bit shaky, that triple, triple, like when, again, she was just like, this is my element. And I mean, you can tell in the GOEs like getting two to threes. And um, again, I, I like brought this up with the difference between the juniors and the seniors. And you can tell like, At the beginning of the season, I was like, this music is really not going to work for me. But I think that she sells it to me in a way that, you know, she may be taking a break when she's voguing. I don't know. But I'm like, oh, I'm really enjoying this different, not different, but like um, this change of movement, like this change of pace from the rest of the field. And I think it takes a certain you know, maturity and a different type of confidence to be able to do things that the others aren't doing in the field. And so I have a huge, huge respect for her for kind of pushing the envelope.
2: Definitely. I really am very impressed with just like, like I said, the confidence, but I feel like it's the confidence to have made those choices also is um, really stands out. And I also love the moment in her free skate, like right at the end, she's like down on, like basically like squatting down on her toe picks voguing. And it's the thing that's in the whole program that seems the most like authentically voguing and not just sort of doing an arm movement. Mm -hmm. But also you just have to think that she must be so tired at that point in the free skate that in some ways, like that almost gives me as much, um, I'm as impressed with that for her stamina and training as I am with some of the, you know, the actual elements. Let's see this comment.
1: Requires 100% energy, so it has yet to hit fully for me, but I think it will be a hit when it does. And I like that. I think, isn't it wild, though, that we keep, skaters keep the same programs for the entire season? Like, what kind of season would we have if if skaters change their music more regularly?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would, it's funny because there's some programs that I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this already. And I, by the end of the season, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of it. And then there's other programs that I feel like only come into their own when people have really gotten, you know, Mm -hmm. time to practice performing them. So I feel like it depends on the skater, but.
3: Have you, Mirai, have you ever reached the end of a season and been a bit sick of your own programs or like wanted to change halfway through a season?
1: Like all the time, <laughs> all the time. But I think that there is a certain level of um, you just can't
4: training
1: and doing it over and over again. I think that it really truly becomes muscle memory, and so I'm sure that I would be more entertained if skaters change their program regularly. Like I would be like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. Like, ooh, I'm gonna cue in. But I think that as a skater, I did not have the mental capacity for it because I I really, you get to really know a program kind of like your clothes and <laughs> some clothes just fit better than others. And those are like the clothes that you kind of lean towards and you know how it fits and how it breathes. And there are definitely moments in the program that you learn where to take your breaks and I don't want to jump ahead to the free skate, uh, to the men's free skate, but I kind of felt like Kevin Amos in his free skate, he just like didn't have that opportunity to recover. He was like wearing a shirt that was not the right size for him for that day and that occasion because mm-hmm. I've seen that program. And like I Valero and feeling good are kind of the same. Like you really have to do it well for me to like be like oh i'm tuned into this but yeah okay we'll we'll save that for when we talk about
2: that. <laughs> oh man no i know what you mean I, I there's a part of me that always wish that um there would be like an improv competition or something like that that like you know maybe as it maybe make it be like some professional competition or something where you would just be like okay here's you know draw your music out of a hat and then like in the morning and then that afternoon everyone has to perform what like whatever they came up with or something. I think it would be fun to see um something that where that was sort of part of the part of the design of the competition.
1: So I just did an interview, funnily enough, about um whether a journalist reached out to me and asked if they thought that if I thought, sorry, if I thought that the Olympics should add a pewter medal because research and I can't quote the research, but he told me that um, nowadays it's so much harder to qualify for the Olympics. And so with how difficult it is that they should maybe consider adding another medal. And I was like, he was, I I think he reached out to me because as an American, like uh, when you place top four at the U.S. National Championships, you get a pewter medal. And so then I went off this like, this rabbit hole where I was like, oh my gosh, I thought everyone at nationals gets a pewter medal. And like when you get to internationals, that's when you only get top three. And so, like, I'm doing a little research and I'm like, oh, no, no, like only America, only the US gets a top four. Why, where he's like in Japan, it's top three. In France, it's top three. In Russia, it's top three. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, well, I guess that the Olympics shouldn't really have a top four medal ceremony because no one else does it. But I I did say, I said, you know, I don't disagree with the fact that the Olympics are very difficult to qualify for. What I would wish for in the sport of figure skating is instead more opportunity for a medal. And they did that with the team event. But again, it's kind of like if you don't have that full bodied team you're not you're still yeah. kind of at a loss and and it's it seems, yeah. yeah it's like and if you kind of think about it it's a short program of free skate and that combined point score that gets you one medal where is and so like you know
2: yeah my- i The theory of doing it like gymnastics and the idea of, you know, maybe making the short and the free skate be more distinct and have it be more like a technical program and a free and a free program, like make them be a little bit more distinct from each other, almost like a technical and an artistic program. I've seen some people go as far as that, but then to say, if you could combine and then you could get a medal for each, and then there's an all around medal, um,
1: I 100% support that. And then I also think that there should be a way, but I don't know how, but how, I mean, our sport is already so subjective. But bringing up the men again, it was like, okay, Shoma Uno's short program was hands down delightful. Like the way that he was like, oh, beautiful edge into that triple axel. I was like, wow, you cannot even really score that. And but then I saw Elia do a quad axle. And then I'm with, and then the points being like the same, I was like, Oh, that just like doesn't line up in my head, you know, like what one was better than the other in the component side, and then the other was by far better technically. And so I think that we are still continuing to run into the issue, this issue with our judging system. And so maybe I don't know how, but to separate it would give skaters the opportunity to continue to flourish.
2: Yeah. I want to think about how you would judge the artistic pro- sort of program because I think that's maybe the sticking point, but I'm sure there's a way like to do it. right? Yes. Like There's no, how do you do that? But having there be like artistic, technical as, you know, as separate, um, we, you know the idea of the split judging panel starting to get at that, but then have them be separate programs or separate medals. But then, if there's an all-around medal still, then you still have some incentive for people to do the combination and push for both. But yeah, so it, I don't know, it's interesting. But we should, um, because I think we want to talk about the men. We should finish talking about the women because I wanted to ask you about Hannah Yoshida and um, on her um, choice to put the triple axle in the short, which I've seen some people say that they'd like to uh, her to not do that. She has not had great success with it, but I wonder what you think about her triple axel and the choice to use it in both programs. Risky and
1: bold. Uh, she's just now popped up on my radar with this qualification for the final, and I did feel like... I didn't really agree with her point total of 60.65 with the two falls. I thought that there should have been a little bit more of a consequence for that, but I did really enjoy her program. Um, And she just, she looked like a first year senior where she just got ahead of herself in everything. Everything was so rushed and, and just flying into her triple axel to the point where I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Like, you need to like, who take a breath, and let's get let's get our check back. But I uh, I thought that watching her free skate, she was able to do that more. Where um, I, her program name is slipping me, but I do like the homage to the Sasha Cohen Swan dress. Um,
2: yeah, it's, it's like a crane. I can't remember the name of the first piece of music. The second is the the it finishes with the um that I can't pronounce the French Zumi, help me. It's the music that um Alione and Bruno skated to La, Yeah,
3: La Terre Vue du ciel or something. I think the first one's Shakuhachi, I might be wrong, but off the top of my head, I think that's what it was.
1: That program was much, much more well-rounded. I felt like I was able to kind of digest her. Like I felt like I was like, okay, like I can take this in. Whereas the short program, there was so much happening that I was like, oh my gosh, you're just like a little ahead of your own feet. But that triple axel to me, I'm interested to see the development in because, you know, she, like when triple axels happen, I feel like, the best ones are very easy. (laughs) Like you step really well and it just kind of vaults you through. And I feel like she relies on that timing to do that right now. Like if I I, I noticed that she goes into it with a ton of speed and she kind of relies on that, that um, I don't know how to explain it, but that like power that you get from the step, she relies Mm -hmm. fully on that. Whereas I think that that's why I say I'm interested to see its development because not to bring Elia um in, but he seems to have a really good understanding of that quad axle that it just is a little bit in a different universe for me. I don't quite understand it. I just am like, oh, wow, that's insane especially since i saw videos circulating online with him doing quad axle off of nothing and as a skater when you can do an element off of nothing then you know you have a real feel for it so i think that i don't discredit her ability to do the triple axle i think it's incredible however i'm gonna have to go with the camp that says that she should maybe abstain from doing it in the short program for now um The 60, I thought, was kind of high for the fall on the combo and the triple axel.
2: I'd love to see her do the short program, um, just like all the jumps that she feels 100% comfortable with and see like what that let her bring out in the performance of it. Um, And maybe she's done that in a show or something. But I think that would be really interesting to see because it's such an unusual program and Um, And she's definitely improved at it a lot. I thought she seemed much more comfortable with it and like able to do all of the nuances in it much more so than when I saw her earlier this season. But um, yeah, I would love to see. That's a program, like speaking of that, like I would love to see like where it gets to and where she can grow with it. And it was interesting that um, Caitlin Weaver also said that like choreographed it also was saying that like she feels like she has a better sense now of like, who Hannah is and how she skates and she was able to tweak it a little bit partway through the season and so like again I think it'll be cool to see it almost felt like
1: some of like it had so much in it that she couldn't her brain couldn't keep up with how much was in it like I there's this like spread eagle in it at one point where she winks and she does it so quickly that I almost missed the wink and I was like oh I wish you had held that a little bit longer and then That would have given you a little more opportunity to kind of get your get her like she would have had a mindset change almost. But I I agree. I want to see that program develop. I love the costume. I like the music. I thought it was all very entertaining. It just seemed like so much that I was like, oh, where do I even
3: begin?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but yeah, exactly like you said, It's she's still a n- relatively new senior. And I guess this is her first like full senior season and um, which I forget, cause I saw her at Four Continents last year. So in my mind, it's her second season but it's really her first full senior season. So she's got time. Absolutely. Can we talk about the American? Isabel? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, let's talk about our short program any comments
2: well just that it's so hard to see her struggling and I don't know what was like I don't know what was going on with her and I didn't get to see if she had what she said about it but just that she like on a just on a personal level like I feel like not that I know her well at all but just that I feel like every time that I've ever talked to her she's like such a lovely like sweet person that to see her be that upset was really hard so just like my, I feel like my takes about it are like very much just on that human level. And then I was glad she was able to come back stronger with the free skate because after seeing that. Yeah, you
1: definitely, I think that skating has that ability to affect your entire psyche. And because it is so individual, you can't help but to blame yourself. So I definitely had a lot of empathy for her after her short program. Kind of like Kevin Amos's free skate. It seemed like like I was like, oh, let's just do a little rewind and restart. Like, that wasn't the real deal kind of thing. But you can, you could, I mean, it's easy to say after the fact, but you can tell when a skater is feeling good versus when a skater is not feeling 100% themselves. And you could tell that in the free skate, she was there to fight. Yeah. So uh, to see that that change was really impressive. Um, her program, her free skate program, to me, I don't know how this entire field seemed to be on the same vibe and same wavelength, and they all seem to pick very similar programs. But it kind of fell into that category for me. But I will not dispute that she did it really well. I like her transitions. I like I like that she is um, very. St- strong will that she seems like i mean she came back from that short program and fought for ele- every element and doing that triple lutz oiler triple saw which is a combo that i could never do um that is all very impressive to me but i do hope to see um yeah i would i would also like to see you always want what you can't have right so like i'm like oh this is a great program for her she's very good at the kind of beautiful lines and I hope that next season I'll be seeing a different side of her
2: yeah yeah I'd love to see her try to um do a program where she even like simplified and really tried to push for more speed and power because it's noticeable that she is slower than some of the other skaters and it's funny to say that because like from from some perspective, her skating yeah. skills are amazing, but then, but she doesn't have as much speed and flow. And so I wonder like if she were to really, like what she would need to do to really work on that part of her skating.
1: I saw Skate America when it came to Norwood, was that last season? And yeah, yeah. the same way, I was like, wow, um, the lack of speed is really apparent when you're live, but I feel like it doesn't really, that, that doesn't transfer across the TV. And so I think that when you're at home watching, you really can't tell, especially because it's not like a race. You know, it's not a race where you're being compared via speed, but definitely when you're live and if you were to compare her to Kaori Sakamoto, like there is definitely that difference. So I would agree with you. I hope that she continues to work on her ability to increase her speed. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, in this system, that speed doesn't really help her or like create a disadvantage for her. That's not a component Mm -hmm. that is directly, you know, correlated. Like, of course, it might affect the composition and the skating skills, but it's not there. So part of me is like, well, you know, like a long program isn't a race, it's like, it's like a stamina fight. So I think that mm-hmm. for stamina sake, she does do it really well, like, to, to her advantage to kind of slow and steady wins the race.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I also wonder with Isabeau, how much of a say she's had so far in choosing her own programs, or, you know, and she's young, so like, maybe mm-hmm. not I don't. Again, I'm totally speculating. I don't know that, but the, just,
1: the field, which is really yeah. cool. And again, I, I'm. Uh, you can tell that just this one season on the senior circuit has really um, moved her skating to another level of maturity, which is what I hope for for Hannah Yoshida, because um, she's improved a lot. Like I, I don't know. I don't know that I would go so far as to say her jumps have improved. But I think that the level of maturity that she's skating with, that has definitely, there's something about it that's changed for me.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think, um yeah, I just remember watching her. um I, th- I think I saw her at three competitions in a row early last season, just by, ha- like, it happened to be the competitions I was going to. She was at all of them. And just watching her in practice and realizing, like, she was drilling everything so many times, more than anyone else. She seemed, like, to be you know, everything down to the smallest detail, but then if anything went wrong, then it became like, was like, oh no, like what's, that's terrible, something's gone wrong. And so um, like for her to like, be able to like, relax a little bit and know that if she makes a mistake, she'll be able to come back from it. Like that's something that the experience I think will help her with Um, and this that, also maybe to have a little less pressure on herself. Like it seemed like last year, she really wanted to be like a first year senior who was gonna win everything. Like like, a, she wanted to be like one of the Russian girls and then that wasn't happening and she was getting frustrated. And so it's like, maybe this year she can kind of feel a little bit more like figuring out for herself where she fits in the field.
1: I mean, this is her second Grand Prix final, correct? So,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. and um. There she has- won the first Grand Prix this year, and like, I mean, she's she's not doing badly at all. It was just it seemed like her expectations for herself were just so high. Yeah, I think it's
1: I think it's hard. Oh, I mean, I love the United States. Nothing against Team USA, but I think that there's something to be said about that expectation and pressure. I can only speak on you know representing Team USA. I'm sure other countries put that same pressure on their skaters as well. But there's just this, like, stigma that you only have this tiny bit of window where you can make that impact. And so I think that, I mean, kind of going back to the men's field again, just, you know, it's hard to when you know that skating is such a fleeting career it's hard to say you know i'm gonna put my body first because you don't even know when the next time you you're gonna qualify for is like that in itself is so difficult that i think that she does put a lot of pressure on herself and i hope that she sees how much she's accomplishing already yeah
2: yeah no i i really hope so and one of my favorite things seeing from this competition was that she was getting adopted by the Italian team um, as her like because she's I think her, her she's got family in Italy she's got like part she's part Italian even um, and that the I saw like Sara Conti was like oh like my little Italian like at the um at the banquet and stuff and so I was just like you know that's that's nice I was glad for her to see her sort of getting a little bit of um, the fun side of being out in competition too. Is there any other, the women that we want to say anything about before we move to the men? Um, I think we covered it all. I mean, I did really enjoy
1: Nina Um, Pinzerone. I mean, if you're qualifying for the Grand Prix Final, you know you're good.
2: (laughs) Enough said there. I'm really interested to see how she does at Europeans. Like, if she's... is, if she does this well, she could end up um, meddling there, but there's also, there's other skaters who could challenge her for that. Uh, so it'll be interesting. And I also really enjoy Rion a lot and I'm hoping that she'll um, get at least some other international assignment this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Japanese team shakes out, but um, she's someone that I'm, again, like she's not, she's still, Quite young and i'm excited to see how she develops
1: um nationals yeah. is coming right up for them too christmas <laughs> it's wild to it's wild beat on a holiday yeah. although i think from a crowd standpoint it does make sense because everybody has a day off but
2: yeah it always is always struck me as so funny is seeing the like because i don't think of you know, Christmas being a big thing in Japan, seeing all of the decorations up at Japanese nationals, but then I was like, okay, no, I guess the people are, you know, <laughs> who make it a thing, but it was funny to see that. Oh, we lost Sarah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I was gonna say moving to the men, but we don't have Sarah's uh, slideshow to give us the podium. Oh, yes, oh. we do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was like magic um, anyway. Who should we Tell talk you. about first? Yeah, well, let's. I feel like the this is a re, was a really interesting competition overall. Just because coming in, it was it was sort of like well, anyone could end up on the podium. There's at least four or five of them that we would not be surprised if they won, and so it was that was kind of uh, just a really fun um, competition and. Um, they all did well, but nobody was perfect. And that was also yeah. kind of an interesting um uh way to compare them all. But yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about Ilya first.
1: Um yes, let me pull up their scores. But in the wait, in the short program, they were all kind of on top of their game. Wasn't isn't yeah. that
2: right? Like yeah. yeah. Everyone had a good everyone had a good short. Um and then Ilya had the um, quad axle in the short. Since I was, was up there, amazing. Anna,
1: can you explain to me the the drama behind the quad axle? Like, because he was like, "Oh, I thought quad axle was allowed in competition," and then there was like the mostly mostly rocker skating and Jackie. Being upset about the minus five on the quad axle, which I totally get.
2: Um, yeah, I don't have the full um, that that full story. When it first came up, it was showing as a as like an X, like an invalid yeah. al- element. Um, and but I'm not sure. Is it mean, is that is it the case that it's an invalid element, or was it just getting a negative GOE? Like how did I that- think
3: it was invalidated for a few minutes and then by the end of the skate, I think they'd okayed it. And I think the minus five was a carryover from that in the sense that the judge who thought it was an invalidated element had hit the minus five and didn't go back to change it. I think that's what everyone's saying is the most probable reason for that minus five. Um, But I yeah, I think that's what people are saying is, but no one's entirely sure.
2: But then at least that one as that lowest score got thrown out, even if though it may have had carryover effect on what scores got included. But um, yeah, it's it's super interesting that he would do that, especially given that he had been saying all fall like I'm not going to use the quad axle. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. And then here we go. Not only is he doing it, he's doing it in the short as well. which I feel like is a compliment to the rest of the field that he felt like he had to do it, um, that he was feeling that challenge coming into this, but um, let's talk was- about that
1: as well. Like I want to talk, I want to hear perspective on what you guys think about the quad axle being worth currently 12.5 points. Is it enough? Is it, I don't really know. Oh, to give you guys a little reference a quad flip is 11 points so it's only a one and a half point difference so I think that I think my personal opinion I think that's a valid statement I think that no one else is doing the quad axle but then at the same time I don't know then maybe components should also be worth more it's it's an interesting topic to discuss, right? Because the quad axle seems very difficult to me. No one else is doing it. So for it to be only worth one and a half more points than a quad flip, like it, it like I always see axle as that jump that starts the new cycle, like single mm-hmm. axle, double, uh, sow, double toe, loop, flip, lutz. Then double axle is like part of that like triple field. And then triple is part of the quad. So quad axel to me is worth, like, part of the quintuple field. So I'm like, oh, he does have a valid, he makes a valid statement when he says it's not worth a lot. But then at the same time, I kind of love his attitude of, like, well, I'm going to do it anyways because I can.
2: Yeah, and, like, it's still, if he gets, even those a small point difference, if he gets positive GOEs on it, like it can still make, you know, that small point difference could still be worth it um, depending on the the competition. Um, like, I, I guess I feel torn on it. Like, I think, you know, taken in isolation, yes, I think it should be worth more. Um, I think that the, the idea of making the jumps, like messing with the point value in order to try to um, balance things in the overall, scoring feels um like putting a band-aid on the situation i felt the same way with the pairs when they lowered the value of the quads in the pairs as as like a deterrent it seemed like not super fair but i don't like that it does feel like it would unbalance the scoring i saw i don't know who put this up in the chat earlier but somebody was saying that um as it is, basically PCS only matters if you're around the same level of technical content. And that imbalance definitely feels like an issue to me. Like even you couldn't have, um, even with a clean program that was like a one quad program and the best PCS in the world, you're not gonna be able to compete with someone who had like the strongest stronger technical and a mid level like mid level tech and high level pcs will never beat like mid level pcs and high level tech the way it is right now and that feels like something that needs to be fixed but i'm not quite sure how you do it wait hey, i'm
1: just now catching up on these comments
2: <laughs> i love that everyone's saying so much it's like all in the side of side view so even though we're not pulling them up on the screen too much today like i definitely looking at them. And also thank you to whoever put in like the four people who immediately said Kauri did do a, a quad toe attempt back
3: in yeah, 2020. At, yeah, four so, continents. You, yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Successfully? Uh, I think no, it was downgraded underrated. or? Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. But I had totally forgotten that she had tried. I, sometimes I feel like everything that happened in the last Olympic cycle like starts to like I, I can barely
1: remember 2007 JGP final, so I can only remember that it was in Poland, and I actually think that they put the wrong year on my medal, and they were like, do you want us to fix it? And I said yes, and they like scratched it out. I think that that was, it. I honestly don't even know where that medal is, so it doesn't matter. Only, it's weird how you only remember certain things, but I think I'm gonna have to Google. Can someone, so Four Continents Quad, is that when she attempted the quad?
2: Yeah, so there should be, yeah. We've, let's see if we can find, find a video of that. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting too, cause I think, I'm, and this is something I'm curious about from a technical- Oh, is it just me, did she freeze? A tower quad South. Oh, you're back. Triple axle. Um, Verse and so I'm wondering about like as you're saying, sort of getting it's like getting into that next rung. Um, but how would yeah, like how would you figure out like do you just go try for both? Did you ever try doing a quad, Mirai? Me,
1: um, yeah, okay, I did, but the falls were so hard on my body, I was like, "Mm, it's not for me, and I think that it really, I think. I, for me, the triple with the triple axle, the pole harness really helped,
3: Hmm.
1: helped me kind of get that feeling for the timing. And I didn't grow up with a pole harness. And so I think that there was a level of fear that, you know, basically technology can only cure because it's like a little protection, you know, you're not falling as hard. So I think that if I were younger and you have to remember I was watching Sada attempt triple axels on TV. So I would sit there like um crisscross applesauce in front of the TV and I'd be like, Wow, if only I could do a triple axel someday. So in my mind I think I was she was she was she mm-hmm. and like all the others ahead of her were like immunizing me towards and like making it seem like I I could do the triple axel he's with the quad I never had that mentality and and that that was not in my favor
2: (laughs) that makes a lot of sense that's like it's what you start thinking that's possible like I remember watching some training where with like a bunch of um kids where um like you had like they were from like like a guy that had a triple axel and was maybe going to start a quad like all the way down to some kids that were like working on doubles We're we're all in this like same group and watching um this was with um gizan briand was like doing a jump tutorial and it was really interesting to watch because he was basically saying like okay it's the same thing that i'm going to teach you for your double loop that you'll need for your quad loop you just have to do it better for the co- you know for the quad essentially more pre- with more precision like there's way less room for error but it was really I was thinking about that with like the little kids working on their doubles, like for them to already have in their mind like, oh, yeah, this is part of a progression to a quad. Maybe like was um, so different than if you were not growing up thinking about that as just like a normal part of the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, I'm going to continue this thought before we I, I introduce <laughs> myself to Corey. But uh, it says, was Miki Ando the last Japanese woman to do a quad? And I didn't watch the JGP. I'm so sorry to all these skating fans. Um, But I did see how Shimada's quad, I believe it was toe that she landed and was just like, I just, I don't even understand. Like it looks, I think that when it's done well, it's so effortless that they make it look easy. And I think that that is such. That is so good for like little kids watching at home because then they're like, oh yeah, like I can do that someday. Kind of like we were talking about with the triple axel. But hi, Corey. Nice to meet you. I'm having
4: the most awful time with my phone right now. But yes, nice to meet you. (laughs) We have a lot of mutual friends. So it's funny that I haven't met you yet.
1: Uh, I don't doubt it. I feel like that's what the skating community is like.
4: I know. So in many ways, like, I feel like I know you, but I don't. So nice to meet you. <laughs>
1: nice to meet you. I'm going to throw you into the mix. We're talking about the men. Who was your favorite performance and why?
4: Um, I will be thinking about that Yuma Kageyama step sequence for um, the next 10 to forever foreseeable years, full chills. And like, Which I was is? watching it at the free skate. Oh my God. For sure. The rain in your black eyes. Um, I like was watching it in the morning and I'm less like emotional in the morning. And I was almost in tears watching it at like eight, seven a.m. in Toronto time. Now I'm further more in the time zone, but I was just like, it was incredible. So that was my favorite highlight of the moment.
1: Wait, can moment. you talk about, um talk about his method of doing quad stock out? That always fascinates me because- What, you where... mean the
4: one foot take Like the old fashioned timing? Yes. Isn't that insane? Yes. Like, it's giving Tara Lipinski, it's giving, um, who was it, Courtney Hicks, like, heel-toe?
1: Yes. I don't know how he does it. It's like...
4: It, it shouldn't generate force. It really shouldn't. Like, any other kid, I'd be like, well, like, this is what we're going to do for, like, a double. But we're never going to use this for a quad, ever. <laughs> but well but he has those knees right they're like marshmallows so
1: they are I kind of love too that it, his programs for me they weren't perfect but his rotating position is yeah. so tight that he'll he'll like go up a little yeah. yucky, but lands like so I feel middle. like we
4: saw that on the, what was it the second axle like he had no business being on his feet on that
1: mm-hmm. like and no I'm,
4: business but it, I'm a we're,
1: for Imagine Dragons, so I really enjoyed that short Didn't you there.
4: stay to that as well? A I did. Version. For a short, what was it, 2016?
1: Yes, 16? Demons, but a cover of it.
4: Give myself credit for that.
1: We lost you for a second. Repeat what you just said.
4: Oh, no, I was just giving myself credit for knowing that.
1: Oh, it is impressive, especially since I... um. I researched you a little bit and saw that you were born in 2007. Is that? 2002,
4: 2002. Oh, no,
1: 2007 bad. is when you started skating. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: And 2007 is when I was, like, my first time on TV. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when Mariah won the Junior Grand Prix Final, which is what we, oh, were, just, we were talking about. That's a minor, that. <laughs>
0: just
1: a minor little event. Minor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, we have to talk about Shoma Uno as well. It's
3: the, so good.
1: Yeah, the short program for me, I was, I uh, was just like, I, I like rewound um, his entrance going into the triple axel a couple times
4: because it's it was. Crazy. Not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find like the short. It, I'm bad because, like, personally, I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, I would love if it was just Claire Delune. I do think it works for him, the like chanting part in the beginning. I don't think it would work for just about anyone else. But um, I was more just impressed for him to do two quad triple combinations. Like, I don't know if I've seen him do that in the same event, like ever. Um, so that looks really strong to me. I was just thinking the whole time in the free skate that I was like just trying to figure out like where can he get more points technically which is crazy to think when you're doing four quads and two triple axles but then like knowing elia was going to be after the whole time i just found myself being like where can he like add something and i don't think you can i think you're kind of like at it just shows how crazy the men are getting
2: he had a quad cow last year so he was doing a fight
4: it's quite like i think even stefan was like it doesn't work
1: yeah can someone explain the um the NHK drama that happened to me and the like maybe not skating in final be if the judging is gonna be unfair? Like I missed that. Okay. I have
2: I have like multiple thoughts about this. Um <laughs> as somebody who follows all of the people on Twitter who translate the Japanese articles, that um that quote was not sourced. It was like in one article that said Stefan said that, but then it didn't actually have, it wasn't in any of the other articles and we didn't have a source for it. So I'm taking that, like maybe skipping the final thing with a big grain of salt. That said, I also fully believe that Stefan might've said that because he gets very emotional and like in the moment he might've been like, this is unfair, burn it all down. And then like in the morning been like, okay, so that's not what we're going to do. But <laughs> um, the, um, but what I think that was the scandal comments were coming from, which he did say was that um, there were four under rotation calls um, on Shoma's free skate. And I think some of them were justified and some of them weren't, but it seemed very harsh. And I think Shoma really felt like he said something like it was um, like, he was like, I don't think I've ever done those jumps better in practice. So if they're under rotated, if they're being called under rotated now, they should have been called under rotated. Like, all the time. Um, So I think he was just feeling frustrated at that, um, at that moment. But it did He um, he point out he got three um, quarters in the, um, in the final too. So I don't know, I think it's hard because his, it's true, his jumps are sometimes a little his landings are sometimes a little squirrely, but I kind of don't care. So then I have a hard time like feeling like he should be penalized for the quarters but yeah yeah I don't
1: I know skating is so difficult to kind of judge in general because watching the shore program and watching Shoma skating compared to Elia skating they were both good in their own right but then at the same time I was like how do you even really judge these and so I kind of It kind of made sense now, as I'm thinking back, I'm like, oh, I guess it kind of makes sense that they were both almost on a level playing field because one skating was better than the other. But then it seems like I'm discrediting the quad axle, which I don't like. Like, I want that quad axle to be like, this is the best thing that's ever happened, kind of, even though I get that. It needs to be balanced. So I I feel like I'm talking with my tail in my mouth in circles.
4: Yeah, that's an interesting point. I I think like when I saw, so first of all, like if I'm just like, I hate saying it, but if you are going to call cues, I do would suggest that the quad axle was probably cued in my opinion, I think that everyone got a bit excited and it's ridiculously amazing and it's absurd and it's phenomenal and it's crazy and it's wildly should be more it, it, to me, it should it wasn't celebrated enough as it was. It was just like, Oh, that's a record. Like as if it was like another girl landing a quad jump and we are all just so desensitized, like, but in an event where we're going to play like cue games against everyone, it was, it was like, Everyone will probably, like, look at that and if you slow-mo it. Um, but it's interesting, I find, with the shorts, because I find Elia's pro- short program is incredibly rich in transitions. So as much as, like, we all love, like, pulling, like, the component, and I'm more of, like, a component, like, fanatic. In, uh I just, I love, like, the skater-skaters programs. But, like, if we're marking based on composition, which is transitions and jumps and placements on the ice and how it's, uh, match to music and does it fit the rhythm and presentation it, it's checking off all the boxes so it's hard to not give when you're doing a difficult entrance into a quad axle followed by a difficult exit out of the quad axle followed by no setup into a quad that's triple toe with a difficult exit into a spin and then out of nowhere a difficult entry and exit into a triple axle on the music Wait, how so do you can remember all
1: of that but <laughs> how can you but how can you compare it to the way that like the one thing that really stood out to me the thing that I was like "Oh, winner winner chicken dinner is Shoma's I've said this like four times now on, in this conversation but the way that Shoma goes into the triple axel like oh. in the short program that was not comparable you can't compare it yeah. like the edge
4: quality the like it's crazy
1: so like okay, maybe you're checking off the transitions, but then,
4: for sure, no. There is like that weird like thing where it's, then it's like it's
2: more always more
4: that, that gray really zone true. of. So do you judge how hard the transition is? But then there isn't really like there isn't in the judging guideline. It just says a, a transition is a difficult combination of steps. Like it has to combine three steps, three difficult steps. So it's hard. It's a really funny gray zone. But yeah. And then I okay, probably wait. would have gone Shoma for the short. I would have.
1: I think so too. But then I feel bad because I feel like I'm discrediting the quad Yeah.
4: But we have to kind of work with what we're given. And it is only 12.5. To me, if I were Elia, the more. I would have added the quad axle in the short I probably would have played around with doing the let's toe at the end because that does raise the base value mm-hmm. so and then I would have maybe tried it as like a flip and uh quad let's triple toe in the second half because like if you're just playing with points but I understand his thought process which is just like I want to make the hardest program ever and make history and um, like, like records and all that stuff so like I get it Okay. But like last-
1: question from me before i have to go back to adulting and go coaching um what were your thoughts on the music of the men like to me in the especially in the free skate i was kind of like how did they how does everyone like pretty much every year how do people know that this is the vibe that this is the trend and how do they know like i was kind of like this all sounds the same to me
4: sorry No, it was becoming, we always have like jokes of like, is it going to be the emo year of covers? Because <laughs> like, I don't think anyone wants that. So I'm glad it's not that year, but it's not far off. Um, that's why I was like, I did love like the idea that we were going to have the Bolero moment. Unfortunately, fortunately it was the Bolero moment that we saw in Beijing just a couple of years ago with a different skater. <laughs> Um, I saw a funny little meme about how, like, it's cursed on that ice. Like, you just can't do Bolero in Beijing anymore. Like, just don't even try. Um, So I was excited because I thought that was going to break it up. But there is, like, a lot of, like, the similar vibe. That's why I'm going to be interested to see, like, when some of the other skaters that didn't do the final are at Worlds. And hopefully we have, like, a top six for the free skate that kind of have... A different because it was, and when everyone's skating to a similar, like melodic instrumental music, it really makes you hear who's the best, and it probably can, like, or the audience a bit too.
1: I mean, it, I I was like, let's get something else going now, yeah.
4: Oh, 100%. I was, I, yeah, yeah, it was all. very dark
2: and instrumental. Um, yeah. And yes. even yes. though like there's some yes. programs I like a lot better than others, it, I was also feeling that, that I was like, where is like, I wanted a, I wanted like a Javi Fernandez program. And that's not normally like my style, but I was like, I just wanted somebody to have a different energy.
4: Yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. Like I'm hoping Jason can just knock it out of the park in the short for worlds Cause I, I, I mean, I'm, I get to see the Tarzan free on a daily basis and it just keeps becoming, well, cause we see it like before it's going to be, be ready for competition and he's trying to just like get in shape cause he's been super busy. Um, so they always like pull it back. Like I'd say, and he would be so fine with me saying it, like probably honestly 60% of what it is supposed to look like. So by worlds, it's, you're going to get the full 100 so I'm hoping he like knocks it out of the park because I think it would be a great like contrast between some of these programs if he could throw in like a little Tarzan moment.
1: I can't wait to watch it. And with that, I am
4: Thank adios. You,
3: Thank you so bye. much bye. for Thank having me. So it was good yeah. fun.
0: Of course, you're welcome back anytime.
2: Thank you. Bye. 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 We bye. can continue on with men. Yes. Um, oh, I did just want to say about um, the about Shoma. The I love the step sequence that he has that goes from fast to slow within the step sequence because it breaks Experience. up.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, and it, it breaks up the sense of like this is an element, and then this is the next element, and this is the next ele- like it. It gives the whole program a different composition, and but I think it's super hard to in some ways like what I like about the program is the places where it's simple, where he's just like doing a crossover and then a spread Eagle. And like, it's not, it's not as full of transitions as Ilya's or as Luma's. And then, and I, I enjoy it more. And I think it like artistically, it's almost more interesting to me because it's simple, but then that's hard. It's hard to justify like less is more from a scoring perspective.
4: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree completely. It it is a hard one. I remember when the world was like freaking out with like the Russian dominance for like those couple of years with the girls and they were like, how are you getting these points and the components? And then you would look at it and you're like, no, no, no. Like it's pretty black and white how the judges want this component score to work. And if you're doing all of these things, you get a nine. That's just how it works. But there isn't like that component that's like just, uh, skating skill dominance, like that's what we're all looking for, right? And because it's impossible to judge, why is Carolina that much better than everyone? You know what I mean? Like, why is Shoma just such a good skater? And it, until like they're they're able to adjust it somehow, uh, the people who do four hundred thousand steps going in and out of their jumps that are timed to music and there are difficult turns, you, they're going to score equal. So it, it's a uh, it's kind of like play with play with your zone, but it's interesting when you have like a full audience because you'll definitely see people react differently to
3: Yeah,
4: lifetime yeah. performance.
2: And I want something that's even harder to judge, which is like, what are you saying artistically? And does like what yeah. you're doing on the ice like help to create the like emotion or the thought that you want me to have? Like I'm, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. totally
4: impossible. For sure. Oh my god, I could only imagine.
2: But um. I felt happy, I don't know about you, Corey, but I felt like the overall placements were really fair, and then I started picking, you know, various parts of the scores, but that just in terms of, like...
4: Yeah, no, from from an outside perspective, like, I definitely loved the top three. To me, that was, like, perfect. I think it was fair, given the situation. Obviously, like, I'm a huge Adam fan, but that mistake in the short program, like he was very, very lucky to get such a high mark in the short, given that error. Um, but he did like a great job after, but it, it threw him right out of the possibility of uh, a man. It was like getting like kind of close when I saw that show uh, Yuma pop, I was like, Oh, one more mistake. You might just not, but then he yeah, uh, really pulled it, pulled it all together. I think like overall it was like a good, like it, good event until like we remembered the kevin bolero yeah that that was like i would love to know i me and we were talking about it for a while today uh, he'll probably pop in he's just in the shower we're, we're living together right now it's like a whole like camping experience you
3: should come uh, say so,
4: yeah <laughs> I, so. um we think his like skate broke on the axle like i would love to know someone's thought process on that yeah because you could see like it collapsed on the right side on the fall and then you could see he had to pick on it for the next jump and it was like he had no trust in that mm. and it just looked like but also him popping the triple toe he was going to have to start playing some ranging games because then he was going to repeat two triple toes two triple axes and two triple left's, and then there was going to be a huge problem so I wonder, like, what the thought process was in that second. Like, if you went, like, out of focus and then went for the axle out of focus and then skate collapsed. Like, I would just love, like, a whole explanation. And obviously, he didn't do media, which I didn't know was an option. Um, I don't think that's an option. So I'm interested how you get out of that. Because I, I almost feel like it's, like, contracted in, but
2: you get out of it by either being really good at just running away before they try to shepherd you towards the media or by crying and um, making everyone feel so sorry for you. They don't insist. I think those are your, those are the two straps. So having been the person in the mix zone being like, is this person coming? And then it, what it also depends is is the media person from the Federation. um, Typically like
4: federation is on top of it and they will not give you they have you like in, and you're like you're doing this
2: it depends it depends on the on the on the whether it's like a volunteer or it's the person from the staff or it's the isu person like how determined they are because i've also watched like the person getting the skaters being like do you really do you really want this person and we're like yes and they're like Oh, okay, like, so
4: it's sort of... It's I just thought, like, I assume like the final is, like, not like the golden spin of Zagreb, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're gonna want to talk to every single person. But, whatever, I'm sure he had, like, but, a justifiable yeah. reason. I'm just thinking
2: well, about, like, m- multiple, um, like, Katya Karakova has skipped media multiple times after she had had yeah. a bad skate, and like, and Kevin has in the past as well. I think, and I think, I mean, I would say from my perspective of being there, I... I don't need to talk to someone when they're in that, like in that space, I would ra- much yeah. rather than like have, have I mean, the time. It was, it was just me being yeah.
4: selfish. a reason. I wanting a justification. You know what I mean? Like, just give yes. me something. Oh give yeah. Me, like, yeah. Why, how, like you, you're so incredible and you just missed six set jumps in your free skate out of seven. Like, give us the fans, the like mega fans, give us something to cling on to. Um, so that to me was a little like, oh, like I, I really wanted that moment for him um, because obviously he was going to be out technically served in this event, especially based on how it went after he skated. But I think like even like him coming fifth would have been great. I also don't know how much I enjoyed um Calmiura as I did previously on the Grand Prix. I heard he was sick. Um, but like. That wasn't, like, the parts that, like, I wasn't liking. You know what I mean? It, to me, it was just, it looked incredibly sloppy. Yeah. I love refined. Like, I love, and that's something that I find Elia is, and Shoma, and Yuma, and Adam are so refined. And it doesn't take, like, it just takes someone, like, yelling at you to hold your landings. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all it's that's all it is. And... I just found, like, he looked like he was so, like, trying to, like, get the program done. Maybe that was being sick, though. And he was just jumping from place to place to place to place. And then the ending looked like either he was really sick or just very untrained.
2: Yeah, he is definitely rough around the edges, and that even on his good days. And I think that can make him ex- sometimes. Sometimes he can seem a little exciting because he doesn't seem like overly polished. And like, there's that difference between like refined versus like overly polished. Like, anyway, that we could. Yeah, we could. Um, you know, um, sure. you-
4: I guess it comes down to taste. I I like. I'm more of like I love an excitement knowing that something big is going to happen, but not like something that could go catastrophically wrong. Yes.
2: I really liked Cal's Beauty and the Beast program last year Loved because it felt, felt it. like yeah. his like the sort of like extra spilling over of energy that that he that's had fun. like worked super well with it and the, neither even like and I'm not speaking about this competition, but it's just in general, neither of these programs have been yeah. doing that yeah. for yeah. me yeah, this I'm year.
4: I said it because I just think that like, he has a lot to work with and it's just working against him right now. He needs a warhorse piece of music. Like, he needs to skate to Carmen. Like, he needs to do something like that. And it's going to be amazing.
2: I, I like that for, yeah.
4: It's yeah. It's mean, yeah. like, to skate, skate to the piece of music that nobody's ever heard of before, ever. And it's yeah. like this local component. No, no, no. That's not, nope. We'll save that for Shoman Hanyu. Like, you're going to do Carmen, and that's not to make it sound that he can, like isn't at the level, but he's gonna. It's gonna serve his skating better.
2: Yeah, definitely. And he was so funny. I remember like him and Shun talking um, at the um, at Four Continents last year, and Cal was saying that he thought The Beauty and the Beast was a good fit for him because he was more like the Beast, and we're just like, that's oh, how. So like it's okay you can be beautiful too but um he uh it was, it was very funny that I but I do kind of have the sense of him as like he maybe he doesn't think that he has the or he has the refinement to skate to some kinds of music and I'd love to see him push himself there yeah
4: yeah for sure definitely something interesting I kind of find it next year with Adam I want to see something I want to see like another Star Wars yeah, because he yeah. did, like, this kind of vibe. Obviously, the short's a little bit more edgy, mm-hmm. um, but this, like, vibe of very modern dance for now two seasons, which it's in- exceptional. It's very his niche. I think we go right back for it for Olympics. And for Olympics, I think he should do one of those bookend programs again where the short is also the free kind of, like, costumey yeah. vibes. I thought that was so iconic and not played up enough about how cool it was.
2: Yeah.
4: Um... But I think next year I want, like, I want cool. I want, show me that you're the one that can do the program with all the quads. But, like, also, like, give me something that I'm going to be talking about for, like, two months. And he can so do it. Like, the Star Wars program. Like, everyone still talks about that. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I hope his choreographer, like, already has a list ready to go. Because he, like, can do anything.
2: Yeah, I his short has really been growing on me, and this free much less so. And I think it's partly because of the sound effects and the sort of the pauses yeah. for the dance, like my, the sort of.
4: I don't all, like- love that he doesn't spin before he in between the jumps and the free. Yeah, I do find it kind of. Un- like, unbalanced. Like, it, like when Alina Sagitova did seven jumps in the second half of her free skate, every single person lost their mind. And she did a full, like, spin in the middle. It was on two separate parts. Like, it was very four jumps, spin, three jumps. He does seven jumps with the steps in the middle, but, like, just seven jumps. Steps in, the, in between the last jump, the six and seven. And, like, nobody has a problem. And I just... To me that just is like, well, where are all these people that were complaining like a few years ago? Like they were losing their minds. Yeah. So I would like to see and he does his name in the short, so I wonder if he has a thing about spinning in between jumps. Because he does three jumps in a row in the short.
2: Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I hate how ha- like I don't make me do a toe jump after a spin. I hate it. Um i would get dizzy really, and well, maul, I but... say that <laughs> way,
4: I'm don't make me do an edge jump after then I'll be dizzy. <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, but I, I totally agree. I think his composition scores sh- could, you know, maybe should it not should, be.
4: If we're going to like, if we're going to be like going right down, because they're all so close. Like to me, it should be something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I want to move to dance I think because I'm just looking at the what? time but the um got, got yeah
4: because the men I had to wake up and look at the results and then watch it but the dance yeah. I had to watch
2: them awesome um so for dance we had Madison Chalk and Evan Bates in first Charlene Gagnard and Marco Fabri second and Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier third
3: um what were your thoughts
4: thoughts? yeah oh my god it was such an event i was so interested to see what these these like six were gonna do against each other because it was like percolating like all grand prix of like anything was possible um and especially with lila lewis getting those british national scores just like days before it was like oh my god can that like it made the fan and me be like, can they actually, like, do this? Because they just beat the Italians at NHK and then um, the Nationals. But I find, like, a big thing with the ice final, and it's also, like, in the pairs been ice dance to, like, the nth degree, is the two groups is so detrimental because you're essentially making a final flight. And in ice dance, a final flight means absolutely everything, and anyone who doesn't think that, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like your group isn't going to change unless there's a major, major error by someone. Like you're going to stay in your spot. Um. So it was like, yeah. it's hard because they were starting in the first group and the last three were like also the world medalists. They're starting last three, like nobody was gonna touch them. Like that was kind of the group. It was an interesting short dance they found because the first three, you could tell they were all very underwhelmed with their performance, and I found yeah. they were all very tight, very tense, very like in their heads, very nervous. Because I all of them really were like gunning for like in the case of one of the top three not skating well, we want to be the surprise bronze medalist. Um, so I was a bit like, oh, is this how this event's gonna go? And then the last three, like, knocked it right out of the park and I was like, never mind, we're doing this now. Um, And it was the first time that I really loved uh, The Queen Short Dance.
2: Mm. Because
4: the first time I saw it, I was like, it feels a little walky on the spot, a little stationary, which isn't bad, but... Um, And then the second time I saw it, I was like, it's okay, it's good. And then this time I was like, no, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Um, but to me I still think I'm biased I think the Italians program is the best short dance of the year I think it's so good
2: I love that you love it because I feel like that is a counter I really like it and Why it's, like it controversial? A, controversial it's opinion. a lot of people don't like it
4: I can't wait to see it live in person I'm literally like that's like what I want to see live it is yeah. so good they're so fast and it's campy and it's re- like ridiculous in the sense that it's like so over the top, so like laughing, but it's amazing. It's so good. I think it's amazing. And the whole step sequence at the end, ugh. and they have the best Twizzles in the world. Like, it's absurd. Like, if and we're going to it make, like,
2: And I feel like they've managed to make like such good musical highlights throughout that program where yeah. they, you know, you yes, you expect you start and end with the holding out for a hero and that's like the sort of like sing along song that people know better than the song they're using in the middle. But then they make that, the lift be like such a great musical highlight there. So
4: I feel like they, they like, Holy, it's incredible.
2: Yeah. So I, I love their rhythm dance. I also agreed that I liked um, Queen better than I had previously. And um and I also thought that I liked Maddie and Evan's free dance much more here than I had previously. And maybe that's just, you know, what, honestly, I think it might have to do with that. I was only watching six free dances in a row. Um, yeah. And that sometimes like, I felt like by the time I was seeing them, my like, I was a little, my brain was a little oversaturated. I just wasn't appreciating it as much. And I felt like this time I was able to really notice a lot more of the cool things that they're doing in it. But I didn't only get like, Oh, that was a cool thing. Oh, that was a cool thing. Yeah. It like, felt more um, coherent I
4: to me. That when I think about like their best free dances, they're very like I feel like they were like Lylan Lewis in the sense that revolved around a theme, mm-hmm. and they've done a couple seasons now without. And I'm no, I'm like I want give me give me a theme again. Like I'm ready for a theme like i loved the alien program the snake program i just think that they need to do something um because i enjoyed it but it was by no means my favorite and i feel like of the event and i feel like if you were asking audience like me who doesn't know the rules that well and you would do a poll on the event like i find very few people and you don't show them the results very few people would say that that was their favorite and I just think that, like, in an ice dance event, like, crowd is so important. And um, I just think that they have the ability to constantly be crowd favorite, but they don't pick the vehicles to, like, do that. And I don't know why. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, there's nothing um, wrong with pulling up the Mulan route. Like, not for them, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, Tessa and Scott, they knew exactly what they are doing. Like, they knew yeah. exactly what. they're like well we're doing moulin rouge because it's gonna knock the roof off of this building like they so could have done like a lyrical beautiful thing that held and showed their uh poisonous but they're like no like we're gonna give everyone what they want and i want what maddie and evan want like i want the the thing
2: yeah yeah and that's you know it's kind of where like i love with um it was super interesting i was thinking about like You know, who was doing um, programs that were like about the relationship between the two people versus people who were doing programs that were more like we we together are presenting a concept. And I don't think there's anything inherently better or worse about either of those things. But it was interesting seeing the difference between I think of Maddie and Evan as being people who do that, like it it's about um, the two of them playing characters or telling a story or interacting with each other. And there was much less of that. Um, whereas, um, I don't always feel like with, um, like Marco and Charlene, that they're always doing something that is as connected in that way, but that they're doing this like very like romantic telling a story (laughs) together kind of program. So it was just, it was interesting seeing, uh, those differences, but I loved yeah. both of the Italians programs and I really uh, loved Piper and Paul's free. And if I was like if I had to go to, to pick between Piper and Paul and Marco and Charlene, and that would have been like that would that would be the impossible choice for me because they I was thought that nothing was gonna top um the Wuthering Heights. And then I saw the Italians, I was like, ooh, but I also really love this. So
4: Yeah, I would have probably done it like I would have had the Italians like two or three points ahead the short dance and had the Wuthering Heights like a point and a half ahead in the free. Yeah. And then like even out that way. Because to me, like it's a more like I think the Wuthering Heights is a better free dance, but I do think that the Short Dance is just that much better. I think it's the best of the year. So I would have like evened it that way i want to see paul in a more campy 80s short dance costume and i want to start a poll um because i will text him like i will fully tell him this um and i just think like now is the time
2: he's Um, doing the hair really well but yes exactly the
4: the mullet is amazing i'm so into it it's great but i just think like can he also not wear like Piper's pants, like can we both wear the pants? I don't know, I want it to be so ridiculous. And I think that's gonna add something, but maybe that's just me.
2: I feel the yeah. same way about the rhythm dance that I did last year, which is where that I, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is amazing, but then I'm starting to get tired of it partway through the season. So I feel like I want them to to make, maybe just a costume change would be enough to make it feel exciting again. Yeah. I'm sorry, I talked over you, Izumi.
3: No, no, no. Yeah, I just, I agree. I think that program could, like, they could just up the level that little bit more and, and make it a bit more exciting.
4: Yeah, for sure. I do have to say that I think the Rocky program is growing on me. Um, And I know that's very controversial, but I think it's amazing. <laughs> it was the only program to me in the event that I literally, it ended and I was like, that was maybe 10 seconds. Like, I could watch that one, like, again and again and again and again and again. It's so polished. And it doesn't need to be because it's, like, rocky. So, it really, they could get away with being sloppy. But they're not at all. Um, I loved it. I thought their short, though, was very, very... For them, at least. They're very big performers. And it was, like... They they were tired or I don't know. They just... really mailed it in. And I, it, it was... A missed opportunity because I think that they could have been uh, closer. I still think that they would have maintained their fourth position. Um, But I do think back to like that free dance comment, I have a big thing about stands and for me, and it's weird because it contradicts my opinion, my, my personal preference, 100%. But I don't like skating when the audience is at board level, because to me, you can see like you're literally looking into people's eyes when you turn and you you see the eyes moving with you it's quite strange but at the same time as a viewer of an event i love it i want it to look like the audience is sitting on top of the ice like as a skater i want them up there i don't want to see you. like i do want to see you but like not to the point that i'm like oh my god like you can see every- like you can see if i have a hair out of place but Lylan Lewis, I think, benefit, I know, that was a strange derail, from the when the audience is literally boards level for them, which they're yeah. going to be at work in Montreal, it's going to make such a drastic difference, because they play right to the face, and when they, like, t- they have, like, a whole part on the boards, and I just think, like, this China rink is above, and yeah. maybe, like, the audience isn't, like, that big of, like, a, uh, I don't know if they're big Rocky fans, Um But I just think in Canada, with the audience being so low, it's going to, like, blow the roof off the whole arena. And I think it's going to be an absurd moment, especially when we're going to follow it up with three slow free dances after it. Like, the event that, the one that people are going to be standing for an hour is going to be the Rocky program. Like, everyone's going to stand for, like, the Canadians because it's going to be this beautiful moment. But it's not gonna like the uh, like for the Rocky program. People aren't gonna be able to stop themselves. Like when they do the push-ups, which is whatever. It's growing on me. I don't care. Everyone's just gonna stand up. They're just gonna throw everything on the ice. Whatever you are have, you're just gonna throw it on the ice when they're done. Like it's gonna be a moment. I just I can feel it. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah,
2: I felt like I liked it better in. I feel, it, it worked for me better when I saw. The, at NHK than here, um, just in terms, like, energy level-wise. Um, yeah, but they're exhausted. Yeah. Oh, my God,
4: they did three in a row. Like, that's yeah. absurd. And I yeah. spoke to Lewis about this, actually, a while ago. I was like, mm-hmm. well, why are you going to do nationals? Because, like, you really don't need to. And he was like, and maybe I misquote him, so please nobody kill me if I misquote him, especially him. Um, I think he wants to win more national championships than Torval and Dean. (laughs) And they measured it. And if they do it right, they will. And he won't miss it because of that. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that's why they did it.
2: I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. So
4: it justifies why they did it. Because I was like, why would you want to be most tired for the final? But. I hope they take a nice big break now before Europe.
2: Yeah. I mean and this if this solidifies them as that okay so they're the they're fourth just out of you know there's a top 3 and then there's them.
4: Yeah, and they're ready to go. To
2: yeah. Like I honestly I felt like um Lawrence and um Nikolai were the ones who maybe had the most to lose here in some ways because then they are no they're in that like fifth and then that that feels like a harder place to be in some ways because they're not
4: the For like sure. and just because they, they were so so far behind to me yeah. it was more glaring um i found they had a similar situation last year at the final where it was like could they be the ones and then they were like, "Nope, actually, we're gonna we're gonna stay right here." Thanks. Um, and I'd be interested because their programs are an example of ones that started the season, and I was in love with. And now I'm like, so so. I feel like everyone's making all these like big changes because like more people had programs that were a bit on the fence, and they were like, "No, we've got like these hits and." Yeah. I don't know, i, don't I think they're who, yeah, but that's a personal me, taste, but yeah. Yeah. I find they're they're looking a little close to Marjo and Zach.
2: Well, and they were scored so closely here. I mean, I think that's going to be super interesting for them at Nationals to see, does that yeah. like settle them, like, does everyone kind of settled into a nice one, two, three there or what happens like with that
4: push? Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to see it. Like it's not going to happen. It's part. it's done. Like everyone knows the result, but I would love to see like a surprise.
2: <laughs> and it's tough. Cause I really, I really liked them and I really liked their programs last year and I felt like they stood out and had a very, they seemed really different. Um, and this year, I don't know, something about this free dance doesn't seem like it is, um, letting them play to their strengths, um, or feel as much like, they had this sense of sometimes of, I think of being like, you know, we are the adults in the field, we are doing our own thing that's different than other people's thing. And I don't, and I'm just not getting that um, from them this year at the same way. And, but it is what it is. Yeah,
4: yeah no, for sure. It's quite interesting. Um,
2: Anything else we want to say about dance? You I think. And
4: then
2: we can circle back. To... I I had um,
0: Marjorie and Zach were robbed, and I do stand by that a bit with their scores.
4: Yes. Yep. I think that they were, like, placed correct, but it marked unfairly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, I agree. Because I think you could... You could almost predict the order. I think bronze was a bit sort of up, but you knew them coming in for their first final, yeah. they were going to be low. I just think that, like yeah. you said, their scores were yeah.
4: Yeah, we'll not- see. Well, I mean, they won't have to worry. Canadian nationals will they will get a um, they will get a generous serving, um, as all national championships typically go, except Korea apparently. Um, <laughs> And maybe Japan. Japan also likes to mark really harshly. Their skaters, which I'm like, why? Give them, give them a ten. I don't know. Like, if you must skate clean, give them a ten. Like, where's the quad problem here? I don't see the problem. But yeah. uh, Marshon's sure nationals
2: the always underscored Denis so I'm just gonna. I'm just speaking of <laughs> things that no one else cares about that also happened this weekend. But um, they always give him very low PCS comparatively, and I'm like, what are you doing? This is your chance to.
4: No <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to watch his free skate. I saw the short.
2: The free was really what good. He landed, free, he had his like, first quad with positive GOE in, in the free skate. So that was very exciting.
4: Ah, uh, I saw the short where it didn't he land like on the boards on one jump.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was I, there was like a nice little like, let me do a little back like, I'm not gonna board. fall. But I over. don't think
4: it affected the GOE. And I was like, okay. <laughs>
2: That was generous. That was true. Um, I was like, yeah. you did
4: put two hands on the boards, but okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He he needs to practice staying inside the rink between that and Skate America, where he kept colliding with the boards. It is yeah. scary. Um, yeah, sure.
4: yeah. And then isn't it French nationals this week too? So the French yes. boys, and which I find crazy because they had three, well, including the junior, three boys in the oh. final they really couldn't move the Because they're even competing like Thursday, Friday, like early too. I was like, wow. (laughs) Oh my, that's something.
2: I know. I know one journalist who was trying to make it from Beijing back to part of French nationals. And I don't know if she managed it, but that was going to be like the most epic um, travel situation.
4: Yeah, it's crazy to think about.
2: Because so I know
0: one of the um, French dance teams had to withdraw from a challenger competition. Yeah. Because their schedule was like Saturday, Sunday, a challenger, fly back, and then compete in the um, French nationals on the Monday and Tuesday. Because that's when they put dancers
3: on. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, I had a couple of comments I wanted to highlight. One of them was from Sharon saying, I love Corey skating and he uh, previously competed in Ice Dance a number of years ago. Um, Nice little reminder for anyone that uh, isn't familiar. And then Sharon also said, I'm just afraid that Ice Dance in US Nationals has the potential to be a bloodbath with so many good teams vying for second and third place, let alone the world teams.
4: So the U.S. four-continent team is actually, I believe, already named? Or it's they... about to be. It, it's going to be named yeah. prior to to Nationals this year for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so that will kind of, like, base. I, I'll be shocked how they can name someone who's not in those three to Worlds. Yeah. Right? Because then how are you going to, like, get yourself back on the team for Worlds if you weren't on it? Isn't that crazy yeah. to think
2: it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird situation, and I'm not sure that I like it, because I feel like the U.S. dance is one of those places where I, like, it's like the Japanese men, where, like, I want you to name a completely different team to Four Continents than to Worlds, because I want yeah. um, all of those skaters to get
4: those yeah, opportunities. If Maddie and Evan are going to do Four Continents, as they've already won it... um yeah, Many I think
2: probably. he said they were. I'm trying to remember because I know I know that Ilya said he's not going.
4: Yes, I knew that, and Jason's not going either.
2: And I think, but I think that they told somebody in China that um, that Maddie and Evan just they were going.
4: So. Wow, good for them. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy.
2: I also like the person who's comments said that Paul's hair is so is big and full of secrets. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, I saw that.
4: <laughs> I love mean girls.
3: Found it. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Speaking of, has anyone ever done a Mean Girls program? I feel like that could be a thing.
4: That's it so sure it, is. But isn't actually next year's short dance movie themed?
3: Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Um, it should happen.
4: You will see it, I'm sure. Like, there's not that many movies to pull from that aren't movie, like, musicals.
2: I wonder how many people are going to do Barbie programs next year.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, without a doubt. I I'm saw sure, there like,
3: was a the team that already has one. Someone says Bob and than that. The
4: Canadians are going to be upset they can't use Top Gun.
2: Yeah. We should talk about Paris.
4: I have to run quickly, but in my one comment about Paris, I just, I think the Italians won. And I think everyone kind of watching would agree with that comment. I think that they were just like above and beyond good. And like, I think the Germans did a great job. But if you watch them and start contrast against each other, I think they did. things were mm. exceptional. yeah, yeah
3: I think people said that as well yeah
4: so it makes yeah. for a good relationship so i'm interested to see with also the georgians gonna do senior like and perhaps the japanese i don't know if they are they competing this year i don't know not because they well, did just drop i don't
2: national. know yeah i don't know if what i mean they they should be able to get sent without going to nationals but i don't i think it'll just depend on if they're healthy um yeah. but that's the top it'll thing. be interesting
4: because if there's that available gold, it'll a lot of the, of the skaters are gonna. Because going for a medal and going for the gold is a very different approach, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I really felt like the Italians—the difference with their pcs it just, they're so much stronger. Um, they're, it's so much more interesting and to when watch I
4: them if they're so good. Wow. I'm going to see them yeah. tomorrow. So
0: Before you leave, we have one question. Um, if you were still on Ice Dance, what would your, your choice for 80s Road Not have been?
4: You know what's so funny? I had a conversation about this with I don't remember. Who. And I was like, wh- and it was something that someone did do. Um, but then they scrapped it. I would have done Straight Up by Paul Abdul. Caroline and they,
0: Michael?
4: Yes, they did it. I would have done that with cold-hearted snake, which I think is what they did. I, I don't I never saw it, but I remember when I saw that rhythm, I was like, oh, that's good. or I know this that nobody did Abba. I know is very 70s, but they do have songs that came out in the 80s that are very good. And I think that that could have been like wild to do. I also don't think that anyone really did like any of the super pop teams did Madonna. like, to the level that I wanted Madonna. Like, I wanted, like, the fishnets and the hair and, like, the, like, I really wanted the Madonna. Um, the Finnish team were the only
2: ones that really did, like, a Madonna program like that. Um, yeah. Like them. But you're right, Not they're not one of the top teams.
4: Yeah, I, I I, was just, I wanted, like, Maddie and Evan to do it. Yeah. I, like, I wanted, like, one of, like, the one, two, or three to be, like, we're doing Madonna. Like, with yeah. the mold. The lipstick and the, yeah, I would have done it all. But uh, those were the ones that I was like, oh, someone needs to do this. But now, it's you awesome. know what? All I want for a rhythm dance is like a uh, waltz. That's all I'm begging for. No more movies or or tea time or uh, Broadway. No, no, no. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no 80s, no 70s, no. None of this. No. I always thought I, they were going
2: to save movies for the Olympics. Honestly, like I don't now. I can't imagine, it, like where they go from here.
4: Yeah, we're getting real niche. Like, yeah. okay. uh, but anyways, I have to go. But, but it was story, We'll be thank rooting
2: you so for much. you.
4: Oh, thank you so much.
2: Thank you for your time again.
0: Uh, so I'll throw
2: up. Yes. yes, so we had uh, Minerva, Fabian Hasse, and Nikita Volodin in first, Sarah Conti, Niccolò Machi, second, and Diana stolato didek and Maxime Duchamp third. Um, and yeah, I think you could argue one and two a couple of different ways. Um, I thought this was fair, but I'm glad to see that Sarah and Niccolò are... Um, on the on the rise um and um i was sorry for uh in some ways i think this is a little tough for diana and max who were on such a sort of hot streak early in the season to then not like they looked like at yeah. they were gonna be like oh, we're favorites for world title and now it's like there's definitely still in it yeah but um that was a little harder to see and it just makes me think about like there's such an advantage to being the underdog I feel like in this field that um the um like that's where you get um Minerva and Nikita doing so well right now and it's like they don't have anything to lose they're just great and then everyone else is like had their moment of being like oh we're the you know the new team that people aren't expecting like either earlier in the season or last year and so it's like they're a little have a little more to um to fight for, but um, I actually thought this was an overall a strong event, and I was kind of nervous going in that this was going to be, you know, everyone was going to push and that we were going to see a tough um, event. But I thought this was actually a really good um, field, and that they were. Um, I was glad to see that um, my uh, favorites, the other Italian team, Rebecca and Filippo. Um, managed to land all of their jumps not always yeah. well but they manage them and so that upward that upward trajectory makes me very happy um they have absolutely fantastic lifts and um i really want them to stay in the fight um like i enjoy i enjoy all of the italian teams like speaking of that sort of internal fight and like i but i um i really feel like that um filo and rebecca have this like really Um, have a really special um, they're they're great and so I want them to not get left behind because of the jumps so I was very pleased to see that they seem to be making progress
3: yeah and I think this sets us up really strongly for I don't know things like Euros and Worlds Um, and I'd be interested to see how these teams do um, you know how they will skate at Worlds and go against each other and especially with Minerva and Nikita, you know, you saying they were sort of underdogs um, coming into this competition. Now they're basically undefeated. And I don't, I'd be interested to see how that pressure also plays into things like Worlds. Um, They seem to be very solid and very strong, but um, I wonder if they can just keep that momentum going for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, especially
2: given that they were injured, the fact that they've been so consistent is really yeah. impressive. Um, and I thought it was a shame for um, Leah and Trent, um, who I think were are a much stronger team than they were kind of showing here. Um, but they'll have hopefully have some time to get their get themselves a little back together, and. I am also so, I'm really excited for Paris at Europeans. I feel like and this is not just cuz I'm like the biggest Paris fan, but um I think that it's genuinely going to be the most interesting fight for the podium um of any of the disciplines uh because there you've got two Italian, you know, three Italians, two Germans, the Hungarians and the Georgians that could all have a great um you know if if any of them skate well and somebody yeah. makes mistakes, like you could end up you could imagine any of those um, like seven or eight teams being uh, on the podium. And there's definitely like there I would say you know if you if you're in a bet, you'd say that you've you've got the Germans or you've got you've got the Germans, the Italians that were on the podium here at the final and the Georgians in that like your most likely podium but there's a whole strong feel that it's been a while since we've had a um that we've had a, a range that was that strong and i mean the men also except now when you look at the men um i saw the skating scores list where i think the top 8 scores for this european men for the season are all adam yep <laughs> um, so there's, you know, it's like theoretically there's a lot of very strong European men right now, but then when you actually look at the scores, it's like, well, there's Adam, and then there's everybody. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: change my mic. I don't know if. It's yeah, you're fine better, now. Yeah. Much better. Cool. Um, I saw someone mention that Minerva went from finishing last at the Olympics. On the same ice to winning the Grand Prix final, like, and that was like a really—I forgot that they finished last at the oh. Olympics. Um, so like it was a wild thing to sort of read back and reflect on. Um, but it was just like goes to show how one thing can really hinder, like a, a tiny thing. I think um, Nolan was had COVID. Yeah, was ill and they couldn't practice and had to miss the team event
2: um so yeah I think it was the team event then meant that the Germans didn't place in the top eight which then meant the whole team lost funding so like that like whole scenario is was just so painful so I was very happy for her like I she just seems like to be thriving right now and that was really nice I just wanted to
0: highlight um that they're gonna have nationals this week as well and um, Nikita has been sick yeah. I think he was like avoiding going near people during the medal ceremony as best he could um,
2: yeah yeah I'm I'm really excited to see them in person because they're the of all of these teams um, well like obviously the um, the Georgians I haven't seen together either but the um, but I haven't seen um, Minerva and Nikita in, in person yet, and I'm really interested to see how they um, how they compare. Like that, um, yeah. And I thought the Hungarians had a you know had some mistakes here, but um, they're really growing on me. I think they have um, really nice nice qualities. Um, do we want to?
0: So we have fantasy results left, so if you stuck around for two hours for that, thank you. Um, I know it's super late for a Zoom meet as well, so we'll try and speed up a little bit. Um, Do we wanna quickly run through some junior podiums and like really quick thoughts as well? Because there were some pretty incredible- um, Speed run
2: through juniors, I definitely have thoughts but uh, I also love Lara. That's really good to know that the German um, media actually broadcast the Paris event and that the winning is giving some attention. I'm really glad to hear that.
0: Oh, that is really nice. Um, so we'll do speed run through of juniors. Um, and maybe we'll get to like a junior recap or something on our website as well. Um, yeah. So, junior women. Uh, gold medal was.
3: Oh no, Sarah Froze. Oh no. <laughs> Should I just say them instead? I'll just say them instead. Um, gold went to Mawashimata, second, Yashin of South Korea, um, and then third is Rana Oezono from Japan.
0: Yes. Am, I, am I back? You're back. You are back. I had I had looked up name pronunciations. I was so like excited, and then I froze. Um, <laughs> no. um quick like impressions on the podium.
2: Um, I mean, this felt it felt right to me, even though I think that Gia made a really strong case for winning and I part of me was sort of hoping she'd you know get to break into the the top I think she's a stronger all-around skater but without the quad and the triple axel that's a hard um it's a hard thing it's like almost I don't think the gap between her is you know it's not as they're not as strong as talking about like a showman Ilya situation but I think for her it is a little bit of a similar like process of um can she Catch Mao with the elements as they are right now.
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm saying Triple X or Quad Tow from Shimadao is very nice. Um, yeah. Again, just so impressive.
2: Yeah, I I like her Free Skate better than the short, uh, even though in theory I like the concept of the short. I just feel like she's not really living. I don't know. It's not, I'm not getting the vibe from it that I think is the intention. And so um, I I like that she's pushing herself out of, you know, out of her comfort zone, but it's still not quite working for me. Um, I love rena like she's becoming i think she's definitely my favorite of the juniors right now and um i'm so excited to see her in the future as well um i think she has such great musicality for a especially like for a 13 year old like it's just mind-blowing to me how good she is at her age and um she her jumps look big and strong like they're not always clean but she i think has um She's got just so much to build from. So I was very happy to see um, her be able to get on the podium here.
3: Yeah. Any other uh, thoughts? Uh, no. I think so. <laughs> I mean,
2: it was a distress field overall that it was like little things, you know, made the difference between each of the skaters. But um it seemed like the podium was was fair, and kind of what we might have expected going in. Yeah. Um, it's funny going from watching junior men, junior women, to watching junior men, just because the, lov- the like the level of like poise and quality is just so drastically different when you get to the, this group. Um, they're just a little; they've got just such much messier edges. But um, I mean that in fear um, metaphorically, not literally. Their edges, though sometimes that's also true. Um, but yeah. Rio had a fantastic free skate. Um, That was definitely the highlight for me. And then Nguyen's overall skating, um, I think was the strongest of the field, but um, he didn't have a clean quad and Rio did, and so it seemed totally fair.
0: Very um, happy for Adam uh, for meddling another medal for Slovakia, I know it was his goal to um have i frozen again No, you're good oh okay it just went like dead quiet in my in my headset um i know it was a goal of him to qualify for the grand prix final so it was really cool to see him sort of tick another one of those off i saw he had a, like a long list um so it's it's cool to
2: see Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. The, this was a ridiculous, I mean, <laughs> the Georgians are so good, but they also, they just give, they make me flashback to um, everything that I both like and hate about Russian paraskating skating in the fact that they have such quality and consistency and then just such bizarre, artistic choices um, and so they just gave me like complete flashbacks to just every other um, time that I've seen some Russian pair team come out of nowhere and be really good and maybe like who are you and what are you doing um, so I mean that said they're really good and they didn't seem like the, they just did not seem like they belonged with the rest of this field um, and so I feel like I want to talk about um, the especially the three Canadian teams, I think are all really strong and talented and, you know, they each had sort of, they each had pretty good, but not great in different ways skates here, but it's so exciting that we've got these three teams that are all really strong. And I'm excited for like, I'm, I'm genuinely like excited for Canadian nationals. I'm excited to see how they all keep growing. Um, I have a soft spot for Ava and Yanni, like I, because I got to train with them once and they're very nice and it's like lovely to see them doing so well but um, I also think that it really says something that all three of that the three teams all come from different training centers and so there's a real um, I think Canada's doing a great job at laying the groundwork for um, a strong Paris discipline and so I'm glad to see them all all doing so well here.
0: Um, I want to give a shout out to Violetta and Ivan who, you know, didn't have great skates. I believe she is struggling with injury. Um, so they've had to change a lot of their elements. Um, but I just want to give a, a shout out to them.
2: Yeah. They did so well holding into it. And their lifts, like the lift, the the group three lift that they have in their free skate that ends that has a whole like one foot glide and then it ends with him like no hands like hand, like that lift is insane it is the hardest thing that like I'm just like so blown away by it and they don't have the same speed that some of the senior teams would have through something like that but just like the sheer ambition of it is so amazing so I've every time that I see that I'm just blown away um and we'll round
0: off on junior dance um like i i loved Leia and artem's programs i think i i believe they got like the world record for their rhythm dance score beating the mirazics which was already impressive um but yeah i
2: think it was very impressive both programs um i it was interesting. I was surprised in some ways that there were such big gaps between each of the teams here. And it's kind of interesting thinking about like, you know, ice dance and everyone like being really close together at the top level, but then with the juniors, there were big gaps between each of these scores. Um, And I could see like, you know, thinking about some of the the differences in speed and polish among the teams. But um, I, I definitely enjoyed um, both programs from, uh grim and Sadisky the most out of all of the teams and so i wouldn't say that they were like i'm not saying that they should have been scored higher than the teams above them necessarily but i just um i thought that they in and of themselves deserved um a little more than they got scored here um and that i also um I feel like there was a big mismatch for me between the quality of the skating and the quality of the programs from the Israeli team.
0: Um, I want to give a shout out to Yali Pedersen. Um, She had, they they had a rough rhythm dance, but she came off the ice crying and Tanith had to console her. And it's one of those moments where you just like, you feel so much watching a skater have that reaction. Um, like you wish you could be like, no, it's fine. Like it happens. Ice is slippy. Um, yeah, I hope that um she's she's doing well now. And um, yeah,
2: yeah, they came, and I thought that she did a great job to come back strongly in the with the free skate, and um, did not look like she was holding anything back there. So I was glad for glad for her for that. And um, the who am I? Who are I just feel like I've just forgotten the team and now I'm like trying to mentally go through my list because there was somebody else that I wanted to, to give a shout out to and now it's totally escaping me, but um, it's okay. <laughs> um, we will run
0: through fantasy skating because it's like 5 a.m. for Izumi now. Um, so we'll get through fantasy as quickly as possible. Um, so here are your Grand Prix final women widows. Um, so it was very fun to watch Ellie calculate these in real time and realize that it was a very bad event, for me anyway, uh, speaking for myself. Um, I won't pause on them for too long, you can always pause the stream and read the um, mm-hmm. names, but that's your women. These are the entrants that won men for the Grand Prix Final. Um, and these are just the senior scores. Um Junior will come later. Uh, but junior doesn't count as overall. I don't do fan- anything to do with fantasy. I'm, like, so out of my depth there. Um, here are the Pairs winners. Only a few. Congrats if you predicted any of that. Is it? Yeah. And I know a lot of people won dance. So... I'll try and go through this slowish But we Ellie set up the stream and set up oh isn't me you want dance? I wanna dance That's about <laughs> me I stance as a discipline. <laughs> oh, that's that's I stance. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, Ellie set up this PowerPoint. So we have a little um, award ceremony type thing. There's so many Ice Dance winners. Bear with me. I'm just going to try and like talk through them a bit more. This should be the last page. Okay, so overall Grand Prix final winners, congratulations if you predicted any of what happened. Um, obviously, no one won the... Uh, everything, but congrats to Leonor. uh, I think I said that right, on getting the highest score. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the overall results for men. So, Ellie made it look really fancy. Bronze medal, Diana Salata PR team. Congratulations. I don't know who's here. Um, In Silver, never ending 3A John's version. And Eigenvalue, congratulations on winning the men's fantasy skating. Um, and these are top 10, but I'm going to skip through that. Um, fantasy skating for women, congratulations, quadruple loops on bronze. Step on me, silver. And delusion spins in gold. Very oh, nice. And then again, top 10
2: for women. Lois fell into fourth. <laughs> she,
0: was, she was mad at that one. Um, fantasy skating for pairs. Congratulations to Bully Base Ed Lutz in bronze. I feel like Izumi should have read that one out. <laughs> um, Silver, Grimmsav, Future World Champions. I agree. And in gold, cranstonets for pairs, so congratulations again. And the top nine-ish number, top, top few people, congratulations. And then Ice Dance, several Bros World domination, congratulations on bronze. It's very funny seeing people like name their teams after one discipline and win another.
2: Yeah, I'm not seeing any matches so far, which is really funny. Uh three times
0: one champion. Congratulations on Silver. Robsky Raccoon,
2: congratulations on winning ice dance. So now we have no stands, winning ice dance. Good job, everyone.
0: So good. Stationary lift base, there we go. Yes. So now.
2: Overall, I love the overall like the fact that we had almost completely different winners for maybe totally completely different winners for each discipline. So, good, yes, everyone. That's true, yeah.
0: Congratulations to Bronze Medal Fancy Skating 2023 Sunday afternoon. (laughs) I believe she was here in chat earlier. Um, Silver Medal Delusion Spins, congratulations. And gold medal, drum roll please. Eigenvalue, congratulations on winning Fantasy Skating. Um, We've got a couple of the winners here, yay. Good job, everyone. Let me run back. Laura Romsky-Raccoon won Ice Dance. Uh, Natalia, I believe is Sunday afternoon. So congratulations on winning the bronze medal overall for fantasy. Um that is another yeah. year of fantasy done. Um so results will be posted in the next few days. I don't know when. That's not on me. Um, Ellie is ill and working a lot, so something that'll happen soon.
2: But yeah, we've got um we're planning streams for the rest of the season and maybe a Japanese nationals slash national season end of December ish recap, figuring that one out and then going into the rest of the championship season. And we've got some interviews coming out soon and you know, how planning to... more interviews. Yep. If there's somebody that you wanted me to talk to at Europeans or any of us just, just, Yeah. In general, if there are people you think that that you haven't seen interviews with this season and you'd like to to see interviewed, let us know. And also, I'm going to be at Europeans in person, so I'm looking for suggestions as always. And yeah. And subscribe to us on all of the places and our Patreon. And we did I think we announced this last week, but we did it. We made it to a thousand YouTube subscribers by the end of the Grand Prix. So thank you so much, everyone, for helping us to get to that point
0: absolutely thank you all so much um i just wanted before we log off i saw a couple of comments i was hearting um kimberly saying love what you're doing with the podcast thanks for the recap and then jonathan in reply saying recaps are going from shed to strength great chats and great guests so thank you all for the support during the grand prix um, you. it means so much um, if you as anna said comment if you want to see interviews from anyone um, we will do our best to to try and make them happen, um, and yeah, we will let Izumi go and sleep because it's five a.m. in Japan. Yeah,
2: um, we think that you should get to make us all get up at five a.m. for the Japanese nationals recap.
3: Um. No, that's okay. <laughs> My pleasure.
0: Um. So yeah, that's it for. Well, we'll we'll probably try and fit in another stream sometime this month, but for the Grand Prix, that is it. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.